0: Bud back. I want Bud Dupree to be part of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, of that special Pittsburgh Steelers defense in 2021. And I think there's a way to pull it off that doesn't involve a whole lot of drama. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. I have one of these every Monday through Friday. First thing in the morning, and if you're into hockey and or baseball, I've also got daily shots of Penguins and Pirates as well. Same channel. Bud Dupree made an appearance yesterday on NFL Network's Good Morning Football. Really good show, by the way, and a really good idea. Wish they had one of those for all of the sports. Just really, really well done. Bud was on there talking about his rehab It's been easy enough to follow his progress anyway because he puts (laughs) onto social media every time he takes a step or does and tries something else. And good for him. Rehab can be a grueling thing, not just physically, but also mentally. And Bud has appeared to take the right approach, a healthy approach, to getting better. Man, I'm feeling great right now. Uh, I'm ahead of schedule in rehab. That's a great thing. It's always a blessing. And, uh, you know, I'm on track um, and I'm going to be ready for camp, man. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a just it's a blessing to be, uh, to take the small things from, you know, a big injury like there was, you know, and uh, just know that I'm still able to be ready to perform next season. And there's every reason to believe that he will be better, that he's not going to be damaged goods. That he's not going to lose a step. That he's not going to lose the raw, beast-like athleticism that he demonstrates on the football field as one of the NFL's best edge rushers. But, but, you don't know. You don't know. If you're Bud, you don't know. If you're Bud's agent you don't know. If you're the team that's signing Bud to a contract, you don't know. There are a lot of different ways to look at this situation. There are already a lot of different viewpoints. Dale Lally, who covers the Steelers for us, looks at the Steelers' salary cap and says there's no way this can happen. Uh, He's done extensive work on the math that's involved, at that the players, that the Steelers are certain to keep, how much they'll take, what might be their top priorities positionally. And then, of course, there's the mega elephant in the room with Ben Roethlisberger's $41.25 million cap hit. Presuming that Ben stays, which is very much a safe presumption at this point, it's going to be a challenge to keep, oh boy, Uh, almost anybody out of these potential free agents that are there. Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner. I'm not even getting into the offensive line because I don't know how many of those guys will stay. We'll see about Marquise Pouncey. If he retires, that's another $8 million in the pool, but even that gets snapped up right away because on the defensive side of the ball, you've got Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton at positions where you really can't afford to be losing players, especially not impact players like those guys. Whereas at outside linebacker, at edge rusher, you've got a young and apparently able replacement for Bud and Alex Highsmith. I remain firmly in the Bud corner. I could be really overly vague with this or simplistic and just say well the Steelers were 11 and 0 with Bud 1 and 5 without him and everyone would go oh yeah that's it well bring back bud but of course there's a lot more to it it's it's not just the team's wins and losses but i also don't think that was that much of a coincidence bud and tj were doing things that no other edge rush combo in the nfl was doing they were unstoppable That term gets overused in sports. It very much applies here. I'd like to see that continue. I'd like to see that sustained. I'll take my chances with whatever shortfall there is on offense to make sure that the defense is taken care of. But the question is, how? This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable, as most of us do, FuboTV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports. And now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time fubotv.com slash dk 15% off your first month I'll trust Dale Lawley's math that it'll be very hard for the Steelers to find cap space for Bud certainly what Bud was getting paid with the franchise tag up into the teens of millions John Clayton who does a Radio show up in Seattle now, you'll recognize the name from his extensive time at ESPN. And also before that, for those of you who go way back at the Pittsburgh Press, he's a Braddock native. Feels that Bud and his injury status are going to combine for him accepting a one-year deal that actually won't be worth very much. When you factor in the potential lowering of of the NFL's salary cap, which a lot of people are expecting. It's going to be harder to fit a player like Bud, as much as you love him when he's healthy, underneath a cap if that cap gets lower. And that's where I think the Steelers can step in. I think the Steelers could approach Bud and say, look, you know us. You trust us. You love us. You know our medical people. You know your teammates are going to be here to support you. You know you're not going to have to prove yourself all over again or anything like that. Rehab is hard enough as it is. Stay right here. Sign a one-year deal. Again, another one-year deal for Bud. But make it happen right here. The Steelers, to my mind, can't lose in this scenario. Yes, it's hard on the cap. No, I'm not Omar Khan. Yes, Dale might be right that it's impossible anyway. I'm I'm taking all these things into consideration. But if I've got Bud here and I've got Alex Highsmith here and I've got TJ, I'm covering myself against a whole lot of eventualities. I don't know that I've got any kind of answers at all from Ola, Denny, J-Ron Elliott, or anybody else like that at the edge rusher position. But I know that I need that position first and foremost. Well, I shouldn't say first and foremost. Quarterback always comes first and foremost. But on the defensive side, this defense's personality is set by the edge rushers, by the Steelers' pass rushing capability. They've led the NFL. In sacks over the past four years. They've led the NFL two years in a row in takeaways. That has all started with the edge rush. If you take that away from this football team, they are an ordinary football team. We can get into all the little this and you got to fill this and slot corner and, you know, someday you got to have somebody replace Joe Hayden and what about running back and everything else. I am going to stubbornly stand by this team's core identity, and that is that they will get to your quarterback. That is number one when it comes to identity. Not in priority. Again, quarterback's priority. I'm not willing to just watch Bud Dupree walk away without a fight. Go to him. He's in a weak spot. I'm not saying that I want to exploit the guy. I really like Bud, okay? But he's not in a position of strength right now. He's just not. And you as the team are. Don't just accept it that he's going to leave. That doesn't make sense. That puts everything that you want to achieve at risk. If Alex Highsmith spends another year in the shadows or in support. And remember, both TJ and Bud, even when they're completely on fire, tap out quite a bit because of the energy that they expend. There's lots of snaps to go around for Alex Highsmith on either side of the defensive line. You can get him involved. You can get him creative and versatile and learning more and make him a better football player for down the road. He doesn't need to be on the field right away. You need TJ and Bud. Find a way to make it happen. Find a way to make it happen. When we come back, Just One Question. (music) Welcome back. Time for Just One Question. If you'd like to submit one, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encases this podcast and just leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly & George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region For over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Anthony Burtis, who says, Hey DK, love the Steelers podcast. Listen every day on my drive to work. Just one question. Why do you think Mike Tomlin is so polarizing of a figure? Is it race? I sure hope not. I've been as critical of him as anyone over the years. But like you, I love being proved wrong and constantly try to evolve with current times. The portion of fans who truly only focus on his shortcoming, even in times of victory, makes me irate. First off, I appreciate the question, Anthony, uh, and your trust in me to try to give you an answer that's fair and meaningful. It's very obviously a touchy subject. Just as obviously racism exists, uh, suggesting otherwise in any blanket form isn't just naive, it's it's dangerous. I get enough direct correspondence from people that it's overly, openly racist about Tomlin that I don't have to wonder whether or not it exists. It absolutely exists. But like you, Anthony, I'd prefer to think that it's the sicko minority as opposed to the predominant portion of the fan base. The stuff that turns me off more than anything when it comes to criticism of Tomlin is whenever it comes at you in code. You know, when people refer to him as a player's coach, oh, he's a player's coach, he's their buddy. Well, what are you actually saying there? Well, come on, you know, he's black, most of the players are black, and therefore he lets them get away with anything. Oh, geez, I mean, that that's just, that's that's code racism, but it's still racism. I also feel very strongly that especially over the past eight or nine years, that the criticisms of Tomlin are increasingly valid and football-based. And yes, these things can both be true. Because Tomlin has only won three playoff games in the last nine years. And Tomlin bombed against Cleveland in the playoffs. And before that, he bombed against Jacksonville in the playoffs. And, And yeah, I get it. In Pittsburgh, the head coach is only lose, and the players only win. But when you look at the patterns, particularly between the Cleveland and Jacksonville losses, they're a little too close for comfort. He's a fair target for criticism with clock management, with his usage of challenges, with his third down and fourth down calls, with a lot of things. So I'm always careful, Anthony, to ever say that Tomlin should be immune to any kind of criticism because of a concern over racism. That would be just as unfair. He's a head coach in the NFL. He is an established, respected, successful head coach in the NFL who signed up for this. Not for the racism part, but for being criticized. So I have no no issue with people ripping into Tomlin. But when you cross the line and you start coming with this code, that's when I... I, I, I yeah, what was the word you used here? Irate. Yeah, I, I get somewhere in that, same, in that same bracket there with you, Anthony. Really good question. Uh, I appreciate you asking it, and I appreciate the trust that you show uh, in sending it here expecting... fair answer to it. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll do this again tomorrow.